Baptism Sunday. <sighs> wow. I mean, <laughs> it's okay. We're, this, this is proof that we're not just Baptist. I was walking up the aisles trying to get people to clap, right? It's such for our church family, for those of you who are visiting, family and friends, thanks for coming out today. This is a really, a really big day for us as a church. Um, through COVID, we did actually baptize some people, which was interesting and fun. But a lot of firsts are going to happen here today. The first first is this. You see? This, this is the first ever a baptism in our building, which is, this is our building, at the Rock Church in 15 years. Uh, we've had lots of baptisms, either at Alice Lake, but it's a little cold right now. <clears throat> I, I was thinking of putting my dry suit on even this morning, right? And, and uh, then also, that would be in the summer, but also the Baptist Church has opened up their bas- baptismal for us, and we've gone there sometimes. But Rudy was like, no, we, we, we can do this, right? And so thanks to Rudy and Thomas and others for putting this together this morning uh, for us. So what are we doing? Uh, well, we're going to be baptizing seven individuals this morning. Let me, uh, just a little bit of background, just let me read two uh, passages of scripture for us this morning, just to get our minds and our hearts around what exactly it is we're doing, right? You all know these verses, uh, those of you who attend The Rock or a church on a regular basis, but uh, just before Jesus, after he had risen from the dead, 40, 50 days after that, after visiting and being seen by thousands of people at that time, all of his disciples, so they knew he was alive again. Just before he rose again and went back to his heavenly father, He gave these words to his disciples, and this is in Matthew chapter 28, beginning in verse 18. He said, all authority, how much? All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father, into the name of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) To the end of the age. And so you know this. Like I I remember many, many years ago uh, being baptized. I remember going to baptismal ceremonies like this. And that's where this is read, right? You're going to see it this morning where it's going to be, I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we do, no, we don't do that three times. We just do it once. But I remember hearing that, and it's just like, well, this is the only time this is applicable. Well, no, it's Jesus commanding us, right, as believers, as the church, to go and make disciples and then baptize them. And then this whole thing about in the name of, and as I was meeting with some of the young people this past week about, you know, like your mom and dad, when you were born, they, they named you. They gave you a name. You, you, you inherited their last name or names, and they gave you a first name and a middle name. They, they named you. And that's how today we know that you are Jude and you are Theo, right? And uh, so you get your naming. And so we need to understand that this passage here and the baptismal service is a naming ceremony. It's our identity as believers in Jesus Christ. We are being named into the name of the Father. So what's that make us? It makes us children (laughs) of our Heavenly Father. We become members of his family when we're named into his family. And then we're baptized into the name of the Son. And well, who is the Son? Well, he's Jesus. And what's his role right now? Well, he's got all authority. He's king. How do we serve our king? Well, as servants, it's our second identity. Well, we serve others. And then lastly, we are sent by the Father and the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit as what? Missionaries. And so that's why at The Rock, we call ourselves a family of missionary servants. That's our identity. And it's a naming ceremony. So that's amazing. Jesus commanded that, right? And then we know that on the day of Pentecost, in the book of Acts, Jesus promised this would happen. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you guys. You're going to need him, right? And on the day of Pentecost, he shows up with power over all of the disciples are there, but especially over the 12. Peter, the fellow who had denied Jesus three times, uh, he, uh, he steps up and he preaches probably the greatest sermon of all time. Why do I say that? Well, it's a great sermon if you read it and you hear it. But three to 5,000 people on that day came to faith in Jesus Christ and were baptized. Tradition tells us in fountains all around Jerusalem. That's amazing. That's really amazing. But his sermon was powerful. It was very, very powerful. He let them all know, listen, 
40, 50 days ago, you crucified the Christ. You crucified the Messiah. It's actually, actually what he said three times. And at one point, at one point, we read this in verses 37, and some of them will be on screen in a second. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. That's the Holy Spirit. That's his work. When we hear the truth that we are the reason why Jesus had to die on the cross in our place and for our sins, our sin put him there, and he went there. They were cut to the heart, and they asked the brothers, apostles, what do we, what do we need to do? That's a good question. That's the question that all of our baptismal candidates today have asked. What do I need to do? And either mom or dad or a friend who's been discipling them has said, well, here's what you need to do. And this will be on screen. Peter's words were, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) The church was born on that day. And so we see in those two passages, the first is the command of Jesus, and then the obedience of the apostles to proclaim the gospel, and then the obedience of men and women on that day to repent and be baptized. And that's what we're seeing in these baptismal candidates today, is obedience to the call of Jesus Christ on their lives, and they're going through the waters of baptism. And so we know this, and from that last passage, we know this. The moment that every one of our candidates here today prayed, asked God, repented of their sins, the Holy Spirit came and is resident in them right now. And he has been from that point on. Peter says here, and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit in the waters of baptism. And so what we believe that is speaking about is that every one of you, and you guys all know from some sermons or books that you've read or, you know, 1 Corinthians, <laughs> you know, 11, 12, 13, 14 maybe as well, other passages of Scripture, that the Holy Spirit gives you spiritual gifts that you can use to minister to this lost and dying world. And I believe, we believe as a church, that it's when you take this step of obedience, men and women here this morning, When you take the step of obedience, the Holy Spirit says, okay, let's go. In my power, I'm going to use you to proclaim the gospel to your family, to your friends, and to the world. And so that's what we're doing here today. It's a wonderful thing. So we're going to start off with an amazing first. I'm going to ask, there's so little room up here. Um, I'm going to ask actually both Jude and Theo. Guys, can you come up with me? Why don't you come up and stand over on this side? Because I want to tell everybody in our church an amazing story. This, this is a powerful first for us as a church. How many of you at the, from the Rock Church, or any church for that matter, have been to a dedication? See, we don't baptize babies, but we dedicate young people, right? Right. And, and so we dedicate them, and we get together as a church, and you know, we go through a little ceremony, and we covenant together with the family who's raising these kids that we as a church family will covenant together with that family to raise these children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord with the hope that one day by our witness in the home and in Sunday school and in the church, they will profess faith in Jesus Christ. This is a first. These two boys, let's see the first picture. Alec, if you don't mind. Look at that. Look at the chubby cheeks. Come on. (laughs) That's, uh, that's 11 years ago, March 17th, I believe, 2013, something like that, right? And mom and dad are holding these two guys. By, by the way, boys, your hair was a lot shorter back then. <laughs> Wait that out. But I love it. These two boys are the first ever to be dedicated to the Rock Church and then today to be baptized Amen. at the Rock Church. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a testimony to, obviously, the Lord's grace and mercy and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a testimony to mom and dad and grandparents all sitting in one row over here, and aunts and uncles, too, I'm sure. Um, it's a testimony, and to our church family, Sunday school teachers, all these years. So it's awesome. You know, what we're going to start out there. Oh, there's a second picture, a little more of a close-up. And uh, thank you, guys. You know what we're going to do is we're going to ask you, uh, Theo, to sit down. And uh, Jude, your turn, buddy. We got our testimony. So everybody, here's what's going to happen. Jude is going to give his testimony to us and for us before we baptize him. Here you go, bud. 
Take your time. Should be. Hello. Yep. Hi, my name is Jude, and I've grown up in this church. Whoa. I've, I have grown up in this church my whole life, going to Sunday school almost every Sunday. All of those Bible stories have taught me about who God is and how Jesus saved me from my sin. I learned that my sin hurt my relationship with God and the consequence for my sins is eternal death. But if I believe that Jesus died on the cross and paid my consequence for me, then God will forgive me. I feel like I have always believed in God, but I felt ready to follow him when I was about 10 years old. I know that God is real, and because of that, I want to trust him with my life. John 4.16 says, Jesus answered, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. The only way to the Father is through me. It feels very powerful when Jesus says, I am the way. It, this makes me feel like I need to follow him like the disciples did. When I think about Jesus dying on the cross, I think it's awesome that he chose to die for us and how he died way before I was even born. Romans 5 verse 8 says, But Christ died for us while we were still sinners. In this way, God shows his great love for us. I th think it's cool how he died for us so that we could live both in his forgiveness and then internally in heaven. I've developed an interest in learning about God I remember being really excited both times I moved up from one Sunday class to another because I wanted to learn more about God in new and different ways. In the past, I've watched other people get baptized and everybody cheered and supported them. It made me look forward to getting baptized one day too. Last fall, when I saw the baptism class screen at church, I took the class and then I felt like I was ready to be baptized. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, If anybody belongs to Christ, then he is made new. The old things have gone, everything is made new. When you get baptized, it's like your old self is torn off and you become your new self. I say your old self is torn off because I know that it's not easy, but I have the support of the church family. Thank you. We have a towel. You can stand in the tub, buddy. And you can tell all of the rest of the candidates how nice and warm it is. It is warm. Is, is it too hot? No. <laughs> Proud of you, son. We all are. Jude, have you decided to trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And it is your desire to trust him and follow him for the rest of your life. Jude, based on your testimony of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. I'd get a chance to towel off, but no, it's okay. Um, 
Theo. Come on up here, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Theo, brother to Jude. Hello. Hi, my name is Theo. I've grown up in a Christian home and being part of my church. My I've grown up in a Christian home and been part of this church my whole life. My parents and people in my church have taught me about God. When I learned that God sent his only son to die on the cross, I was surprised. John 1.3.16 says, For God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. God gave his only son so that whoever believes in him may not be lost but have eternal life. I feel like it's crazy to think about how... God loves us that much. He keeps, he helps me remember how much he cares about me. What brought me to the point of trusting God and repenting my sins is I wanted to have a relationship with God, like my parents and people from my church. I, I have prayed and repented of my sins, but I don't always do it as much as I should. Sometimes I say sorry to my brother, but I don't say sorry to God. I know that I am a sinful person, and I need saving. I am broken, and I cannot do anything to save myself. I need God to fix me, to save me from my sins. The good news is that Jesus died on the cross and did save me from my sins. He was also raised from the dead and defeated death, so that no one has to die, has to die for their sins if they believe. This proves that Jesus is God. It shows his power. This makes me feel like he cares about me. When I was younger, I did not always feel comfortable talking with my friends at school about Jesus. As my faith has grown, I have felt more and more comfortable with talking about Jesus. I have really recognized God's provision in my, in my life. Because of him, I have experienced a safe, comfortable life with everything, everything that I need, including good health, fun times, and cool experiences. Also, in difficult times, I have felt God's presence close to me, and he helps me to feel com comforted and less scared. Matthew 10, verse 32 says, If anyone stands before another, other people and, sa and says he believes in me, then I will say that he belongs to me. not know where I am. Oh, that he belongs to me. I will say this before my Father in heaven. This makes me feel confident in my relationship with God. It also makes me feel happy. I feel that I am ready to get baptized now because I want to do something about the fact that I believe God is real and I know that it is the right thing to do for my life. And on, on the fly, he's able to do that mic thing. That's amazing. Step in, buddy. Theo, like I asked your brother, have you decided to trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And is it your desire to follow him and trust him for the rest of your life? Yes. Down you go. Theo, based on your testimony of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Theo's mom and dad wanted to 
And Jude's mom and dad wanted to give them a word of encouragement. Congratulations. Super proud of you. Um, also, you know, the, the other thing I thought was interesting uh, was uh, when you guys were two, it was February 22nd, and we were in Valley Cliff <laughs> getting baptized <laughs> ourselves. So, there. Uh, already then we could we could see that God was uh, setting his path for you so mm. <clears throat> uh, we picked a verse um just as we've been going through second Timothy. I thought this was super applicable uh, as soon as I heard it um and uh, yeah, I just want to share with you Second Timothy three, uh, verse fourteen. But as for you, continue in what you have learned, and have firmly believed, knowing from who you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Thank you very much, Mom and Dad. Uh, who's up next uh, on our screen? <laughs> Me, Len. Your turn. Okay. Hi, guys. My name's Milan. Um, I grew up my whole life in a Christian home, taught to love and follow the Lord, and I am very grateful. I was going to church, singing the worship songs, doing the routine, but I was doing that for the wrong reason. I was caring more about what my parents thought of me than what God thought. During those years, I really struggled to respect authority, and because of that, I wanted, I was treating people with, was I was not treating people with the love and respect they would deserve. I was living the lie of being the good Christian kid at church, then a not so listening kid at home and school. Over the past couple years, I started to better understand who God is and what my part is in His plan. I realized how much I need a savior. Through all of that, I began to own my own faith. It was no longer just something my parents wanted for me, but something I wanted for myself. I wanted the relationship my parents had with Jesus for myself. And since then, I've been praying and asking God to help me to change and recognize my sin so I can repent. I know I will never be perfect, but I pray that I will be more like Jesus. Today, I want to get baptized to publicly declare my faith and desire to follow Jesus. And I also want to honor God because he tells us to get baptized. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. So uh, I'm being uh, accompanied, you can stand in, uh, by Ali Hugay. Uh, most of us at the Rock Church, you all know her. Uh, she leads Young Life in Squamish. She also leads our Kids Rock Elevation Youth. And she has had a significant impact in the life of this young lady this morning. And so we're glad to have Ali assist a couple times this morning, right? That's awesome. All right. Milan. Yeah. That's twice I got it right. Um, is it true that you have decided to trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And it is your desire to follow him and trust him for the rest of your life. It's true. <laughs> You may sit down. <laughs> Milen, we baptize you based on your testimony of faith in Jesus Christ in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Woo! 
Would you like to? You lay down your life. Yeah, that okay. I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Um, yeah, Milan's mother and father would like to say a word. Oh. Yeah, we're super proud of you, Milan, and just the, the faith that we've seen grow in your heart and in your life these last few years. And so, yeah, your life first kind of is continuing to stick on its Joshua 1, 8 to 9. Be strong and courageous, Milan. Do not be afraid, Milan. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go and so that is just that's the truth and so as you grow into the the mind and likeness of christ you don't need to be afraid you don't need to worry because he's with you all righty um next up we're going to invite jean to come up She's going to give her testimony, and then she's going to be joined up here by her dad, her father, who will baptize her, and he will be assisted again by Allie. Hi, guys. I'm Jean, and being completely honest, I don't think I knew the exact moment where I met my God. I always knew God that existed since I went to church when I was in my mom's tummy. I went to church every single day in Korea, being in the dance and singing crew for worship, going on retreats, and worshiping my heart out since I was young. But I don't think I knew my God when I was younger. It was just God who my whole family believed in, but I kept the relationship going. When I moved to Squamish when I was eight, I came to the Rock Church, and I was being and being 100% honest, I wasn't into the whole Christian thing. Um... <laughs> Um, as much as I was in church in Korea. I got farther and farther away from God until summer 2022. I went to a Korean church retreat because my mom mentioned it, and I went there without even realizing what kind of hardcore Christian stuff I'm getting into. (laughs) I will put it in a short way. There were at least 20 worship songs at night and about an hour and a half of praying. It was intense. At first, I was like, I should probably go home. But... (laughs) um, um, and then when we started actually worshiping, and I enjoyed it, and I was sad that we didn't worship or pray longer. But sadly, a couple weeks after I got back, I got sucked back into the teenage things in the world. Long story short, I went back to the camp this summer and thought, okay, I need to stay with God this time and experience the God that everyone has. But I realized from the, this worship song that we sang that everyone needs to find their own God. The verse Philippians 4.19 and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and in glory in Jesus Christ. I feel like that verse really called for me because my devotional uses this verse almost every month, maybe even twice. Now, every time I worship, I feel like I have found my God and I want to be with him for the rest of my life. I know that I won't be perfect and, I, and have some rough edges, but I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me and that he loves me no matter what. I want to be with him for the rest of my life. And before, I want to thank, thank my parents for bringing me into a Christian family and supporting me and helping me to have this kind of relationship with God. And I want to thank Ali for giving me the opportunity to think about my faith again and go on uncountable Starbucks trips when she can be doing something better than answering my odd questions. <laughs> but thank you, Ali. <laughs> One last verse, Deuteronomy 6.5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. That verse is the meaning of my name, and I want to commit to it. Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You ready? So this is a moment uh, where I'm genuinely grateful to God and also super thanks to Jean. Um, Jean got baptized uh, as a baby uh, through Lydia and my choice. And now she's uh, making decision to dedication to God uh, on her terms. Um, my circumstances are a little bit different 
were different. But I got baptized uh, back in grade 10. But uh, honestly, she's uh, her uh, quickly the, uh, making decision. Actually, then better than <laughs> me. Yeah, I believe. So um, I know, I know uh, it might be tough uh, for her to stick uh, in faith, with faith in God. Uh, in her life, but at the same time, I truly believe that the the truth, uh, the same God who looked out for Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and even Jay, will keep on blessing her and even more. Amen. So I'm not gonna stress about it. I will just <laughs> keep on praying for her and. Just being uh, there to support her, and yeah, as as parents. So mm -hmm. right now, let's hear from Jean. <laughs> <laughs> Have you decided uh, to trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and <laughs> follow uh, follow? Uh, <laughs> sorry, the rest of your life. Follow him the, the rest of your life. Okay, you can see it. <laughs> I'll take that. Okay. The last part. Yeah, yeah. So, Jean, uh, based on your testimony in faith, of faith in Christ, I baptize you uh, in the name of Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jean's mom and then uh, I just wanted to share uh, uh, Psalm 121 for her I lift up my eyes to the hills from where does my help come my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth he will not let your foot be unmoved he who keeps you will not slumber behold he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep the Lord is your keeper the Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. As your child of God, my daughter, Jean, you are worthy and valued and accepted, like now and always. Last 15 years have been incredible journey with you, and then your dad and I give thanks to the Lord as He's been guided you all the time, and He gave you the faith. We are also excited to see what uh, He will do for you and through your life. And as you grow older, do you remember your baptism and your testimony whenever you are shaken or having hard time. You are loved, and you belong, and you are his daughter. Love you, Jean. Amen. Amen. All right. Our next candidate is, her name is, Ebba. This is, this is cool. She's right here. But with the help of her husband, Bradford, she has made a video for us of her testimony. Let's watch her testimony. Hi, my name is Abba MacArthur, um, and here's my testimony. Before knowing God, I lived a life where the only person I trusted was myself. And really, I always doubted myself a lot, too. It made for a lonely world, despite having wonderful people around me. I was searching for meaning, love, and rest in a broken human world, often leaving me feeling hopeless and just getting through another day. 
I tried to control the uncontrollable and used all the wrong tools to do so, leading to a lot of anxiety and depression. In 2017, I met my husband Bradford, who was a Christian. From early on, I knew that I needed to learn about Christianity to love him the way that he deserved. But all along, I was very clear that I may never become a Christian. I know it was really hard for him, but he accepted me and loved me where I was at, and he never gave up on me. Um, I will be forever grateful because of his grace. He, he changed my life in more ways than I can describe. Um, years of resistance followed, but the people at the Rock Church always welcomed me uh, into their lives and made me feel like I belonged. I also have a sister-in-law who broke through my walls and we had conversations that really changed things for me. So last fall, I decided to take a leap. I told myself, commit fully for three months and see what happens. If God's real, you'll know. And if not, you can put this to rest and search elsewhere. So I did. And there hasn't been a moment of doubt since that God is real. God's presence has been undeniable in my life. Um, moments where God has removed heavy weights off my shoulders and replaced the anxious tightness in my chest with peace. Moments where God has let my guard down to lean into relationships in my life um, and found where I've found nothing but love and connection. Um, although it's still quite, felt quite terrifying, uh, God has made me feel held and carried through those experiences um, where I otherwise would have felt completely overwhelmed. Knowing that I don't need to earn God's love still feels too good to be true, but I'm making a commitment to trust God and to be obedient and knowing in my heart of hearts that God's got me. Um, in all my flaws and fears, I know he won't give up on me. Uh, I now have hope that I can allow myself to trust people because even if there's disappointment uh, and hurt, I'll never be alone again. Um, knowing that he's gone before me and he will be with me every step of the way, that's true comfort and love. Um, having a relationship with God has made me bolder and more courageous uh, because I know that even if I fail or if other fails me, uh, there's an unshakable God whose relationship will always be enough. Um, and life feels different now. Um, what seemed impossible no longer does, and I have a lot of hope and sense of purpose. Um, a purpose of living my life to glorify God and the hope of living in community and creating deep connections and loving others in big ways. Um, I feel really privileged to be here today uh, together with all of you. And uh, if you have someone in my, someone like me in your life who struggles and resists and so clearly needs God in their lives, um, please don't give up on them. Uh, as Ebba comes up, I'm going to introduce to you, many of you from The Rock will remember uh, Wayne Penner. Uh, his wife, uh, Heather and Wayne, have been part of our church for many, many years. They've moved up to the Okanagan with a permission slip. Uh, <laughs> yes, they did. And Wayne is going to testify to their relationship, and he's going to baptize Ebba. I promised myself I would not fall apart. So here we go. Good job. What a redemption story you are, Rebecca. Go Incredible. No, no. I remember those first days at Bible study. You coming in and resisting like you said you did. But there was this undenying uh, hunger in your life that you were searching and you wanted to know more. And that's one thing that I loved about you is that you always searched. And you are always digging, and you are always asking the questions. And questions, quite frankly, that I didn't always have the answers for. Thank you very much. <laughs> but you just no, no, no. kept digging. And what, what a redemption story. Incredible. Comes full circle. And through the, through the you go back to it. Go back to it. I'm so sorry. Counseling you two before getting married, going through all that, the wedding, everything that we've been through. Uh, this is an incredible day, and I'm very honored to be a part of it with you. Uh, the verse, just after it confirmed, um, after you've done your testimony, is in Romans 8. And if I can, because you are 
such an astute lady <laughs> and you like to learn, I would um, challenge you to commit to memory the whole chapter. It is an incredible, it is an incredible <laughs> chapter. But she's going to do it. I know she will. I know she will. I'll give you a year. <laughs> uh, Romans eight thirty eight, And yeah, it just, it made sense as soon as those few words that you said. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Mm. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I pray that you take that to heart. He will never leave you, never forsaken you. And I know that you've, you have felt separated and you have felt left behind. You no longer are, Eva. You mm. no longer are. Amen. In you go. <laughs> Eva, have you decided to trust in our Lord and Jesus Christ and to follow him all the days of your life? Based on your confession of faith, Eva, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. awesome. In case you're all wondering, the guy who hugged her at the end, that's Bradford right there. Uh, We have two more. Robbie. Robbie, it's your turn. He's not got his banjo with us this morning. No banjo today. Uh, There you go, buddy. Uh, Thank you. I want to say thanks to, to Glenn and to the entire Rock Church for uh, just giving me a home and, and discipling me and, and making me feel very welcome. And you've been a, a huge impact in my life. Thank you. Uh, my journey to faith in Jesus is a lot like many that I've heard over my life. And sometimes it blows my mind how long a lot of us can go before we answer his call for our life, if we ever do at all. But uh, the gospel had been ingrained in me from a very early age, from uh, my mother and, and my grandmother and uh, some others in my family. It, it, was a, it was a mostly Christian home that I grew up in, so, so that was always there. But for me, it was mostly in a sort of a moralistic sense, and uh, I knew the words, I knew the gospel, but they weren't anything more than words. Uh, they, they didn't live and they didn't breathe in my life until not too long ago. I always believed in God and I believed, believed in salvation through Jesus, but um, my faith and understanding of that were nowhere near strong enough to keep me from going down a pretty reckless and rebellious path through my teens and 20s and uh, drinking heavily and smoking and playing violent, angry music and just uh, (laughs) generally not being a a fantastic person. (laughs) I I had a pretty 
bitter and angry heart towards life, the world, a very woe is me attitude a lot of the time. Found it very easy to blame God when I would face adversity, when things weren't going my way. Uh, Failure to recognize and take responsibility for the situations that I would place myself in. And uh, it took an awfully long time to see the Holy Spirit truly work in my life and to move, to understand the concept of uh, rebirth and transformation and dying to that, that worldly, sinful self. It was, uh, it was just over a year ago, in the midst of uh, the darkest, easily the darkest and uh, seemingly hopeless time in my life, where he, I, I felt like everything was just imploding around me, but he found me and uh, mm. re- revealed himself to me. And revealed the sin in pretty much every aspect of my life that that I was either unaware of or just figured was no big deal. And I didn't realize how much work needed to be done in my heart. I'd always figured I was a pretty good person, so so that reality it really hit me like a train. Uh, that the depth of my sin and the price that Jesus paid for it. Mm. Uh. (laughs) But he caused me to look really hard at those things uh, deep in me as opposed to the situation around me. And suddenly there was just, there was so much around me that I couldn't tolerate or be comfortable with anymore. And uh, things I loved that lost their taste songs I would sing and listen to and and things I would watch, people I had around me, methods I used to cope with things. But uh, he he taught me forgiveness and grace and turned that suffering to strength. He kept me from trying to drink drink or smoke my troubles away as I would have in the past and, and broke down so many barriers that have been built up between us showed me how many idols I'd built in my life to fill a role that was only his to fill. And uh, there were so many of them, but but he gave me peace and and showed me that he was enough. And uh, he filled me with a sense of purpose um, to be representative of that love for all around me especially my son and my family and, and friends, but to all around me. And uh, there's nowhere I'd rather be than, than in his presence, wherever that may be, but in service to, to his people and his church and, and all who need it. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Well, uh, Robbie, um, we, we've actually known each other quite a while. Yeah. I remember you. What, you're a sous chef at the watershed at one point? Yeah. A free plug. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I remember my son Matt, our son Matt, uh, met you and started talking with you and said, hey, Robbie, you should come to church. Right. And you did for a bit. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's been awesome, buddy. It's been really awesome to see God's work in your heart. And I remember getting your, uh, you actually typed that out too, right? You sent it to me. And it was, I did, yeah. yeah. That's altered. It's been altered. I, I know, I, I could tell. <laughs> That's what the Holy Spirit does. It's awesome, like everybody else's testimony. It's so awesome to know you, buddy, and to know your mom and your family. And uh, I'm proud of you to be able to baptize you this morning. So step in the water, would you please? Robbie. Is it true that you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Is it your desire to trust him and follow him for the rest of your days? Have a seat. Robbie, based on your testimony of faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Thank you.
instrument. Amen. We could just keep going. Anyone else want to get baptized this morning? <laughs> Sorry, we don't do that at the Rock Church, but I just thought we have one more this morning. And I'm really, really proud and uh, encouraged to introduce Norm DeVos to give us his testimony this morning. It's not fair going last. All that emotion. <laughs> Now i got to do mine. Oh. Anyway, my name is Norm, and I've been attending the Rock Church here for about five years. When I first arrived in Squamish, I was going to be here for just two years. And as things go, I'm still here. I attended the membership class in October of 21, when I was interested in becoming a member. And it was here that I was informed that I needed to be a baptized as a believer to become a member. So I took the baptism class a month later, and at that point, I didn't commit to be getting baptized. I think part of it was because my mom was still alive, and I thought, hmm, I'm not sure what my mom would think of that. But she's, she's in heaven waiting for me now. So, so anyway, my faith story started uh, long before the fall of 21. I was born into a Christian home, and I was sixth in line of seven kids, and I was baptized as an infant, as was a practice of the tradition of that Christian church that my parents were active members at. I was brought up through the Sunday school program, much the kids here, and I started, uh, and I was also taught through the Heidelberg Catechism in my teen years. And I was heavily involved in the youth program at church and started actually a youth, youth outreach program in our, on Friday nights in the local church. Uh, at the age of 18, I committed my life to the Lord Jesus Christ through public profession of faith in the local church, much like we are happening here today. At the age of 19, a friend and I on a road trip from Vancouver to Flagstaff, Arizona for a youth convention put on by the denomination where we are part of. There would be about 2,500 youth from all over North America in attendance. Being 19 and a little flippant with life, we were driving straight there without any rest stops along the way. So we drove through the night, and while driving through the night in Nevada, we decided it would be cool to drive with no headlights on and drive just with moonlight. And that worked pretty good on the flat Nevada desert. But when we were, during the night, we hit Utah, and it may have not been such a good idea anymore. But we didn't have anyone in the vehicle telling us otherwise, so we kept on going through the roads turned windier, and there was a little more hills. It was kind of a game of chicken. We both didn't want, it, didn't want to be the person to say, turn on the lights. So then all of a sudden, an angel, yes, an angel, stood on the road ahead of us and told us, turn on the lights. And immediately the lights go on, and there, right in front of us, there is a hairpin corner and a cliff. Needless to say, still at three today. We're in, sh- we're in shock that we were saved by an angel. Also shocked how stupid we were. <laughs> Traveling to the convention, we were put in charge of a small group of six guys in a dorm for daily devotions. And as you can imagine, we were pretty stoked to tell our story how God had saved these two suicidal guys on the road to the convention. <laughs> The Holy Spirit moved, and our story of God's salvation for us spread, and the group grew to around 40 quickly, as the youth discovered that this God that they were so-called following was real and active in the group. And being 19, I wasn't satisfied with what had seen so far, so I asked for more. I asked Jesus, if you're real, appear to me in person. Yes, I asked that. And yes, he delivered. That night at the stadium, that we were used for about a third of it for worship time, There was Jesus standing across from me on the empty side of the stadium with his blazing white robe like the one written about in Jesus at the Transfiguration in front of his disciples. Pretty holy, holy, holy. He was holy. At that moment until now, I know without a doubt that our God, our Jesus, and our Holy Spirit is real and active among us. From that point forward, I wanted to learn everything I could about Jesus and his bride, the church. I wanted to be more and more like him. At least that was, was and still is my desire. I was married to my beloved wife, Ingrid, a few years later, and we both loved the church and the kingdom work that needed to be done. We were called to be part of a church plant, even though we didn't want to, but the Lord needed us to do some unpleasant work there, and God was faithful to us. 
into that community through that. We moved again from there as the Lord directed us. We transferred to a Chinese church, even though we didn't think it was a great idea because we weren't Chinese. But again, the Lord needed us to do some ministry there. We introduced and ran the marriage course and started the Alpha course and ran it for 15 straight years. God was faithful through these times, and God shaped us in the church community. Then five years ago, we felt we needed a change. The Lord provided us an opportunity to move to Squamish for a two-year break from the previous church and our family that we lived with. Or that's what we thought. But the Lord had other plans. The Lord decided it was time for my wife, Ingrid, to minister to members of the Squamish community that were struggling or dying with cancer. And those who cared for people. The Lord, of course, made that ministry real for Ingrid, too, as she was struggling with two bouts of cancer, and the second one would eventually take her life. She took that ministry, whoops, next page, seriously, and the staff could tell you that she often chattered about the important things of life for hours into the middle of the night at the hospice. Ingrid passed away about a year and a half ago. But my Lord left me with the good hands of my two daughters, my son-in-law, and two granddaughters in here in Squamish. But just importantly, the Lord has left me with all of you, my blood-bought family. As noted earlier, I was taught in a Heidelberg Catechism as a teen, and I'd like to share a little snippet for you here today. It's set up as 129 faith questions followed by concise biblical answers. Question one. What is your only comfort in life and death? And the answer is that I'm not my own, but belong, body and soul, both in life and death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. He has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood and has set me free from the tyranny of the devil. He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my Father in heaven. In fact... All things must work together for my salvation. Because I belong to him, Christ, by the Holy Spirit, assures me of eternal life and makes me wholehearted willing to, and ready from now on to follow him. And question two, it's only doing two questions. <laughs> what must you know to live and die in the joy of this comfort? Three things. First, how great my sin and misery are. Second, how I'm set free from my sins and misery. And third, how I am to thank God for such deliverance. Amen. Amen. I know that God is just as active and real today as he was on that highway in Utah nearly 40 years ago. God is faithful and true. I love my Lord Jesus and his amazing grace. Praise the Lord for this opportunity for getting baptized as a believer in front of my family. Uh, thank you, Norm. Um, yeah, just to say, uh, um, sounds crazy because you're almost almost my age, but very proud of you and and really grateful that you would take this step, uh, being birthed in and raised in a tradition which is a good tradition, right? And and yet how our denomination and our church sees this is the way it is, and uh, yeah, and it's just wonderful to see this step of obedience uh, in a man uh, that we all know has known Jesus for a long time. Amen? It's awesome. Thank you. You may step into the water, sir. (laughs) I'm going to mention something in a minute, but not right now. Norm, is it true that you have decided to continue to trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and follow him for the rest of your days? I do, into eternity. Yeah. And beyond. <laughs> oh, gosh. Norm, based on your continual testimony of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Spirit. Rejoice, 
We're not done yet. Almost done. I uh, just want to encourage you all to stick around. We're going we're gonna to close with a couple of songs of worship, and then we will have an announcement at the very end that we would like you all to stick around for. And I uh, just want to thank everyone. Uh, so we laughed there for a moment because as I visited some of the other candidates, the word was out that Norm said, I should not go first because the ladies will have to come. Never. Anyway, it's crazy, but we can have fun doing everything that we do in the name of the Lord. Amen? So we're going to ask Rudy to lead us in some worship, and then I'll be back up with a a closing announcement.